our great commission. Go then to all peoples everywhere and make them my disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Today is World Communion Sunday and we celebrate the diversity of Christ's Holy Church. We see ourselves as one body in Christ as the Apostle taught as Christ prayed that we would all be one. That was his prayer for us. That we would all be one in him. And there are all kinds of different people in the body of Christ. And each of us has, brings all different kinds of, uh, of lives with us into the body of Christ and we receive all kinds of different gifts from the Holy Spirit as, the, as God spreads them out and assigns them to us to go to use them and go out and minister to all the people, each other first and then all the other people around us. From here, there, and yonder is Jesus, uh, a paraphrase of what Jesus said uh, when he ascended into heaven, when he said, first you will be my witnesses here in Judea and then to Samaria, Samaria and then to all the uttermost parts of the earth. We are one body in Christ, even though we are so many. And that's one of the symbols of, uh, one of the, that is communicated in the bread. And breaking of the bread that uh, even though there is this one loaf, we which are many are one body in Christ. And Christ calls us together in our diversity not to change that, but to change the way we relate to each other in our diversity. To love one another as Christ has loved us. When we read the Gospels, don't we get a picture of Jesus going around and loving everybody that he met, healing all the people that he met, regardless of where they were coming from, where they were going, if they and, uh, you know what their sins may have been or what their uh, goodness might have been. And the only real trouble and conflict that he seemed to have with anybody was with the people who were intolerant of other people and wanted to kick people out and wanted to cause divisions and lifted themselves up as being more important than other people. That, that's really the only conflicts that we see Jesus having with people in the Gospels. Otherwise, he got along pretty good with everybody, but the ones that he didn't get along with, you know, were like that. And, and that's what got him nailed to the cross because, you know, he wasn't uh, going along with their intolerance and their uh, selfishness. We are all invited to be a part of one body in Christ. And we celebrate that. And we extend that invitation to the world around us. We're not called to make disciples of ourselves. Or even, you know, we're not really called to uh, have people to 
join our organization or to look at religion and life and spirituality are why. But we're called to be peacemakers, uniters, people who love everybody and who learn from each other and, and who teach each other and encourage and strengthen each other. So I'd like to read a, a short passage from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. He said, be always humble, gentle, and patient. Show your love by being tolerant with one another. Do your best to preserve the unity which the Spirit gives by means of the peace that binds you together. There is one body and one Spirit, just as there is one hope to which God has called you. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There is one God and Father of all mankind, who is Lord of all, works through all, and is in all. The Great Commission is God sends us to go to all people everywhere. Note that uh, in the King James Version, the Great Commission says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. And so uh, I've always heard that if you are reading the Bible and it says therefore, that you should back up a couple of verses and see what therefore is therefore. And so if you back up a little bit, Jesus said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. So because all power belongs to Christ, Christ sends us to all people everywhere. Go ye therefore. Go to all people everywhere. That's a pretty all-encompassing, isn't it? That's pretty inclusive. <laughs> that, that, that encompasses everybody everywhere. So every time we meet anybody anywhere, that's somebody that God has sent us to. And our paths cross, and something can happen from that. We're sent. We're people who are sent. Sacramentally in the church, the bishop sends the pastors to a church to minister to the people of that church and the community in which that church is in service and witness. Every Sunday, a part of our worship service includes the sending forth before the benediction, where that sending is repeated to each and every one of us who's here. Because we gather like this, and we worship, and we spend a, a relatively short period of time worshiping the Lord and, and ministering to each other and word and praise and fellowship and sacraments and all the things that we do here in this room. But that's just this room, and that's just us. We are an apostolic, and that we affirmed in the creed during the baptism that we are an apostolic church. We are sent, a church that is sent 
each and every one of us sent. Jesus said, even as the Father sent me, so I send you. And we are sent to go out the door and home and wherever that we go as representatives of Christ to carry his love and to carry his uh, blessing wherever we go to everyone we meet, all people everywhere. There's no exception made in that. There's no exclusion made in that. There's no even a differentiation made as to who or where we go. One way of looking as you go, and as you go, because we have pretty much freedom as where we go. Once in a while, we'll feel it laid on our heart that God is sending us to a specific place or, or a specific person. But usually, just like when that happens in the Bible, we don't know uh, what we're supposed to do when we get there. And sometimes we don't know who it's going to be or what the whole situation is going to be when we get there. We just felt like God sent us there. And then we respond as Christ would respond because we're his representative. Uh, but all, uh, most of the time, we just go. We decide where we're going, don't we? How many decide where they're going today? We all decide where we're going. And we go. As we go, then we have an assignment. We have a commission to help people become disciples of Jesus. And sometimes that's with words. Sometimes it's quoting Bible verses or something. But most of the time, it's not. Most of the time, it's in the way we treat the people around us, in the way we listen to the people around us, and the way we encourage and we smile and we share life with the people around us. When you think about the people that bless you, that mean the most to you, is it the people that come up and get in your face and try to tell you how you have to think or believe or where you should go to church or you know why you should do and not do and all this. Is it them? No. It's the people. The people are blessed. I mean, I suppose for some people might feel that way. I don't know. But no one I know, all the people I know, uh, don't really like that. Maybe it's just the crowd that I hang out with. But I don't like it either. What I like is that when people are genuine and honest and sharing, then they can believe the exact opposite of me on something and we can get along just fine because we can sit down and talk about it. And in the talking about it, you know, we both have, find a little bit of growth. Maybe they start to believe a little bit of things I believe and maybe I start to understand what they're talking about too. And maybe, you know, we, we can't be afraid of that. Jesus wasn't afraid of that. The woman at the well, we talked about at Bible study, he sat down with her and she was from a different culture with different religious views and a different lifestyle and everything than Jesus. But they sat down there together. And he wasn't afraid of it to talk to her and to listen to her and to send her, to send her back to her hometown, her town and her family and her people. And as a result, 
her whole community found faith in Christ. And they came out next time he came through because they wanted to meet this woman who could change their lives. That's how we that's how we are supposed to be with the people around us. Help them to become disciples of Jesus. Not just tell them what they have to think or be or do. And especially not to make them disciples of us. But Jesus. Don't leave out the first part of that. <laughs> not disciples of me or you or, or of our uh, you know, even of our denomination or of our church or something but disciples of Jesus Christ. And then incorporate them into the body of Christ. And the way that Jesus put it in this great commission was baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Baptism, as we you know, reiterated in the ritual of baptism this morning, incorporates us into the body of Christ sacramentally. It's an outward sign of an inward and invisible grace. It communicates to us that we are a part of the household of God because God wants us to be. Not because of anything we've done or because we were able to wrap our minds around some important theological concept or because we joined a particular group of Christians. But because God wants us to be in part of what He's doing in Christ. And so, you know, when we made the covenant together in baptism, the greatest weight of that covenant, as important as the individual being baptized and making a profession of faith, as important as their commitment is, even more commitment is our commitment as the congregation who receives a person and commits ourselves to support and encourage them in their faith. Because they're at the early end of their journey. You know, they've been going on for some time, but by the time that somebody presents themselves to make a profession of faith or be confirmed in the church or anything. But uh, those of us who, were, uh, who received that person and participated in the, in the service of baptism and make the covenant, well, we've been at this a little longer. Some maybe a day longer, but you've already been in there, so it's longer. Some decades longer. We've been through the ups and downs and ins and outs. We're the ones making our commitment to people as they come into the fellowship of believers that we will teach them, that we will pray for them, that we will encourage them, that we will strengthen them, that we will do everything that we know how to do help them be a disciple of Jesus for the rest of their life. And, and help them also then help other people to become disciples. And really, you know, that is how, that's all kind of a, a formal and sacramental aspect of our faith, but 
you know, that's how people end up really coming to to faith in Christ in the first place. So we're made of, you know, we make in the baptism we make official what has already been happening in people's hearts and minds. And while we've already been doing that kind of relationship that we've been extending, and we encourage each other to extend that kind of a relationship to everybody we meet all the time, everywhere, to love them into the fellowship of Christ. Love them into the kingdom of God. Love them. Care for them. If whoever they may be, wherever they might, whatever they might have gone through or put others through or whatever they might be in life, to love and encompass them and incorporate them in our, through our prayers and our love and our friendship into the body of Christ. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Not forgetting that commandment. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen.